deep in London's beating heart lies a wall. I'd like to it be if you know the call. For if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see. Cause the wizard world has opened up as has the Griffins. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shrieking Shack. This is a Harry Potter reread podcast for lapsed fans. I'm your host, ZC. And I'm Liz. And Liz, we uh, were out of, I'm a little sad, we're out of the best month of the year. We're, we were no longer in Halloween, uh, my, the month of Halloween, my favorite month. How are, how are you coping? Uh, I have a, a bit of a Halloween Grinch story for you. Ooh, I like that. I have lived in the same apartment for five years now. Mm-hmm. And every single year, I would go to the grocery store and purchase uh, Halloween candy uh, because there are a lot of kids, right? It's mm-hmm, one of those mm-hmm. kind of mega huge corporate apartment complexes that are there are um, as many buildings as there are letters in the alphabet twice, <laughs> each with like six units in it, you know, mm-hmm. Um there are a ton of kids everywhere. There's like play places. And over the past four years or so, I have bought candy and literally no children have knocked at my door. And so I ended up eating all the candy. So Hell this yeah. year, this year, I had a really long day at work on Halloween. You know, I was there for like 10, 11 hours. I was so tired. I was like, you know, the last four years, no kids have knocked at my door. There have been no trick-or-treaters. I didn't buy candy. And of course, of uh, course, we got no. trick-or-treaters this year. Oh, so no. I so I had to be the Grinch with the, with the lights off, like nothing, like I'm not home. <laughs> Don't answer the door. <laughs> that's so tragic. But that's the thing that that like that's the like that always happens. Whichever whichever you plan for with Halloween, the opposite will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, although this year, I was so fucking prepared. This year, um, I did the. Uh, uh, do you know about the teal pumpkin thing? So so like for uh, uh, for kids that uh, either can't have candy, uh, you know, like if they have they're diabetic or whatever, or that don't want candy, you can put like a teal pumpkin out in front that says that you have like non candy stuff to hand out. Oh. Uh and the Target uh or or yeah, yeah, Target near me had Hot Wheels cars for a dollar each. It was like 10 for 10 on Hot Wheels cars. I was like, "Hang on. I know. I know what we what needs to be done here." Uh na- neighborhood heroes. Uh, uh uh fucking nailed it this year. It was great. Excellent. It went down super well. So that that was pretty cool. I uh, we had a mix of candy, had a, had some Hot Wheels cars uh, uh, went over great. That's great. I I always notice when I see the Hot Wheels at the store um, that they have like weird character ones now. Like I see the yeah. Star Wars ones a lot that are like this car is is Ray from Star Wars, and I always get a kick out of those. And I'm just waiting for the day where they have Harry Potter ones because oh, they're so funny, yeah. right? Because it's it's not like Ray driving the car. It's like this car has is, Ray's aesthetic, right? Like it's, that's. It's, yeah. It's very strange. I always get a kick out of those every time I see them. So they always make me wonder, like, what would Dobby Carr be like? Ooh, he has like big ears, maybe, and like maybe. Yeah, it's that it's that kind of ugly pillowcase color. 
Oh, that right. could be such a well. Oh, that's if we're going on movie Dobby though, which is what we get. But it should have like ten tea cozies on top of it. Right. Like I want. Colorful. I want fashion Dobby. Fashion true Dobby. Dobby car. Yeah. True. True Dobby. Dobby actual car. <laughs> yeah. No, they do those. Have you seen the um the Mario Brothers ones that are very scary? Yeah, they're so they're, weird. There's the Donkey Kong one that just looks like Donkey Kong's face got all stretched out. Yep. And, uh, a, little, a little freaky, but the, yeah, Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels is one of those like things. That I'm just every time I like remember it exists, I'm like, oh, that's still. I didn't realize that was still a thing, but it's it's kind of it's comforting in a way. Like, oh yeah, Hot Wheels still world still spinning. Hot Wheels cars still exist. I don't know if Matchbox cars still exist, but uh, but uh, that was uh, that that's always reassuring to me. I um I bought a Hot Wheels car as like a gag gift one time at Fred Meyer, um, and the the checker asked me if I needed like a special box and tissue paper for it, and I was like, <laughs> no, why? And she told me that her boyfriend collects them and like they have to be like sp- you know specially you know oh. be careful, don't mess with the packaging. Right? Is this like the like the Funko things that like people build like the big walls of them or whatever? Right, right. I didn't know people did that with Hot Wheels, although I guess it makes sense. Uh, I'm not sure how how I would have scored the super rare one at Fred Meyer, but that's all right. <laughs> I wonder what a rare Hot Wheels car. If we have. I know we have some like Transformers collectors who listen to the show. Uh, if we have any hot, because that's is that ha- no wait I'm crossing the, it's Mattel I think I might have I might have just committed a grave offense to our Hasbro fans. Uh, uh, very mea culpa on my part. Hot Wheels is not not a Hasbro product. Yeah, don't um, don't even don't even go. Do there. not do not go. Speaking of Hasbro products, though. Uh, I know you got something pretty cool recently. Yeah, would you like yeah, to share? Yeah, I did. Yeah, share I with would. the class. I got I got the special edition uh, My Little Pony uh, Magic the Gathering cards. Um, They're so good. Magic. I, I don't remember. I don't remember what they called it. It's like po- po- Magic the Ponying or whatever. Magic is ponies. <laughs> <laughs> magic is ponies. It's magic it's, is ponies. It's very cute. It is adorable. I'm just kind of running because like we've we've got a lot of Harry Potter news this week, but I'm just like running through my mental checklist of like real life news that happened as well. That's all very exciting for both of us. Like, uh, hello, My Chemical Romance is getting back together. That is extremely exciting. That is, I'm so thrilled. I'm so I'm so excited for this to be happening. And and uh, Gerard Way, if you happen to be listening to the Shrieking Shack, hey, you can. I I'd say I'd say MCR can come on here. They're welcome on the I podcast. Don't, I don't see why not. No. Yeah. MCR, come on come on down, My Chemical Romance. Uh oh. I <laughs> I I um I uh I, I did set up I tried setting up a sound drop for this, but I accidentally only grabbed the first note of the song. So I just have this one so so like if you're a little bit tone deaf, you might you might be like, is that is that uh Welcome to the Black Parade or is that Runaway by Kanye West? <laughs> it, it could be either. And then of course we have we've still got the bing bong. The um the the unfortunately uh Joe Bot is resting this week. Uh, mm. uh I've 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 had to I had to send Joe Bot back into the um back into the lab for a little bit, I think. Uh, uh, but she'll be back. I think the uh, the the JOI will make a glorious return. I'm sure. Uh, just not this week. 
so what you're saying by the way uh just just to be clear is this is which one's that uh that's runaway right yes and yeah yeah yep <laughs> so we've got Hold said, on. i said you'd have to be a little bit tone deaf but that's okay Oh, this is really fucking with my brain, actually. <laughs> wait, hang on. Wait, we can we can do we can do the runaway thing. Oh, this is gonna this is going to make so many people mad. Hold on. <laughs> ah! Oh, my brain! It's the wrong one. That's the wrong note. <laughs> I love when we make music on this podcast. That's wonderful. It's beautiful. You're a, t a piano player. Uh, I've been practicing my dulcimer. We've been talking about like, oh, we'll, we'll 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 get there. We'll do some music. But here we are. Actually, we are playing "Runaway" with the wrong piano <laughs> notes instead. <laughs> I think that's good. Actually, it's it rules. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm so glad I have this fucking soundboard thing now. Okay, let's let's get into some let's get into some Harry Potter news before I I just spend a whole episode putting piano notes into this thing. I'm sure this will be a segment we'll return to. <laughs> um, we have some big video game news to talk about. Mm. Uh, maybe concerning, although I've been thinking about it, and I actually don't. I don't think it's too big a deal because. I guess I should zoom out here. Uh, a, a new Harry Potter video game was announced uh, with the title Harry Potter Magic Awakened. But this is not the AAA game that we saw uh, uh, leaked last year. This is a... It looks like a deck building game. It looks kind of like Slay the Spire or something, honestly. But it is a free-to-play uh, card game. It is currently only announced for China, but it is called Magic Awakened. And so a lot of people were freaking out this week about this. I was wondering, because there was some talk about how this is going to be like a story-based deck builder mm -hmm. mobile game. Yeah. And I, for a one wild minute, I was like, was that footage like a cutscene? Is that what we Ooh. saw? But no mm. way. No, 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 no. No, I... So I went back and looked at the because because I, I was racking my brains trying to think where did we even get the impression that the uh, that the open world game was called Magic Awakened, um, and it actually stems from a BBC report on the leak that said that they had sources telling them that there were multiple titles in the works for a new Harry Potter game, and one of the tentative titles was magic awakened and i think they basically assumed that this leak was that but it, so i think some wires maybe got crossed here that's what it sounds like yeah so so there was it was very funny there was a lot of panic we we, we, we talked i think uh, uh a couple months ago maybe about that wonderful subreddit that is dedicated to discussing that leak and how like yeah you know, i think been... we i think we read a, a few posts on the show mm -hmm. from that subreddit uh yeah yeah so so like you know they've had no news for basically a year at this point but they've been you know they've been they've been squeezing some stones get, getting some blood out of them and like there it, it was just chaos for a little while when this first <laughs> happened like just 
just complete histrionics like they've canceled the game oh my god they've made a fucking mobile game instead and i think i think it really is just a case of mistaken identity like i'm I'm pretty sure both both games have just been being developed in in secret in tandem and someone heard the title for one and assumed it was the other one because I, I guess i think we even talked about this at the time that it was weird that they were calling that other one harry potter if it's set in the 1800s like yeah i don't think that's i don't like personally i think it should be called that because that's what it is that's like the that's like this the, this the umbrella name but like they've been going so hard on calling all this shit like wizarding world you know i'm surprised it wouldn't be called like wizarding world origins or something right like like that's the oh, kind that's of definitely I uh, that's definitely what it's gonna be called <laughs> calling it right now thank you <laughs> wizarding world origins or like wizarding yeah what what do we got wizarding world origins wizarding world shadow the beginning oh yeah was it yeah wizarding world breakpoint (laughs) there's there's yeah that's kind of what i'm expecting that one to be called uh so i i guess in retrospect it, it should have been obvious that magic awakened probably wasn't the 1800s game yeah um the 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 card game it's got to be coming to to us right i it's got to be like the the it would be very silly if it didn't i think cuz I, I think harry potter is quite big in china or like in fact i think it's huge in china but like i i don't know i don't know if it is like worth them not releasing it here you know like like for what it's worth i uh, aside from the hagrid model which looks terrifying um i kind of like the art style that's in like the the webs on the website and in the screenshots that came out like it's Mm -hmm. it looks cute uh it's it's got an interesting unique vibe to it that's 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 pretty uh uh interesting i just i i'm curious how it would do here uh, I, I feel have like no, I have no faith in them being able to build a fun card game. That that's where I am. I'm like mm. I don't know. I don't know if I trust Portkey Games to right to to pull this one out. Yeah, because well, I was about to say like, well, there's been a good Harry Potter card game, but then I remembered that was fucking Wizards of the Coast that made that. Yeah, they, so, they've done a few of those. They, they, you might have heard of some of their other products. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so I I, I don't know, but it's it certainly got a charming look, and the the um you know the I I think I think once everyone calmed down a bit, I think I think most people who are still ravenous for information about that uh uh, uh you know 3D open world game uh have calmed down a bit, and and I I think the general consensus is that they these are both real, right? Like like these are just two different things. One is not replacing the other. Uh, I I'm curious to see though. Yeah, like if if it does come out here, I would like to try this because card games is kind of our wheelhouse here a little bit. Um, more so than uh 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 fucking Hogwarts mystery is anyway. Whatever kind of game that is, uh. I don't know. I I'm I'm not against this. I think it is interesting looking. Yeah, I would definitely give it a shot. Um I can't say that I would stick with it. Um it's no. strange that we live in a world where uh the the Harry Potter company has released like three mobile games in the last couple of years. 
And none of them, I mean, actually, I guess Hogwarts Mystery does quite well still. Have you, have you been like looking, have you been keeping up at all with, um, uh, 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 Wizard, right? Wizards Unite? I forgot what it was even called. The, the I fake often Pokemon forget. Go. I, I have um, not been keeping up or seeing anything about it. I see, n- I see their posts about events sometimes. Yeah, they, because they, they, they did like their first like Go Fest style event for it with the dragons mm-hmm like that 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 got some traction but i think i i the last i saw it was like not even on the top 50 chart on the iphone like I, I went i went and looked at like the 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 top you know you can log in and look at the what are the top 50 money making apps like number three is pokemon go i think hogwarts mystery is like is sitting kind of in the middle somewhere last i checked hmm. so like mystery does okay but but uh but but no one is no one's buying stuff in uh, in Wizards Unite, as far as I can tell. Interesting. I, I've seen kind of like mixed uh, mixed stuff. Some some people really uh, seem to have uh, an interest in making it sound successful by like citing the numbers of like how much it made uh, like the opening weekend or whatever. Yeah. But the numbers are kind of provided with no context. Right. I, I mean, so the I biggest one was that like it it had when it when it when it did open it was like the biggest or like second biggest opening of an app that weekend or whatever but then you compared it to pokemon go which granted like pokemon go was also like such a zeitgeist right like like nothing will ever recapture that specifically but it was like well below that when and when your follow-up is harry potter which is a pretty fucking you know that's a big name right like that's a little maybe a little concerning i don't know i i i'm certainly not i'm not sitting here like wishing ill like oh i hope the, the the i hope the neanty game fucking dies or whatever but like it's it's been rocky i think just just looking in from the outside it sure seems like it uh so moving on we have um a little bit of an update on the wizarding world gold service they sent mm. out that beautiful journal to some reviewers, um, I assume I assume that our 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 um ours got lost in the mail somewhere. Ours got probably lost. Probably the they had the yeah. wrong address or something, so it probably got sent back and is going to have to find <laughs> its way through the postal service. <laughs> That's right. The owl got lo- the owl got lost on the way. Hmm. It was the owl. Po- I could you imagine? Fuck it. I I have this like nightmare vision of like what it's like to deal with like Harry Potter PR. And I could just I could just see it being like that, like just sending them an email like, hey, uh, my review copy of of uh, Wizard World Origins was supposed to arrive last <laughs> week, but it hasn't shown up yet. Uh, do you have a tracking number? And they're like, oh, the owls are a little comb- discombobulated this week and uh, it'll be there on the morrow or something. I'm just like, looks, just... L- looks like the owl got hit with a confundus charm on its way. <laughs> right exactly i can just see just this uh, this horrible horrible nightmare world where like not only are you you know working some probably not super well-paying pr job for for warner brothers but you have like a like a big uh uh, a sign on the wall that's like remember here's all the spells that you need to put in every fucking email like uh uh lost in the mail equals the owls are confounded uh 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 my the you know my ps4 overheated because i put wizarding world 
origins in it. Uh, oh, there's a mm, there's a there's a blast ended screwed in the copy we sent you. I see. Like just <laughs> anyway. Um, they please don't out... flipendo the messenger. <laughs> That's some gamer lingo. Some Harry Potter oh, gamer we're lingo. We're sorry to put you, we we're sorry to put you on hold, but it's we assure you it's not as bad as the Cruciatus curse. <laughs> Um, th- so they sent this thing out and MuggleNet, uh, did a, did an in-depth review. They like it and it looks pretty cute. Um, it, uh, uh, you know, like they, uh, it, it's interesting. MuggleNet has been like one of the most cynical, like fan sites, uh, reporting on this stuff, but for what it's worth, they, they, they do like this book and they did post some pictures, including the acrostic that their writer got. Um, mm. uh, so the name that we will be going through here real quick is Rebecca. Okay. Uh, and I've got to say, I think they phoned a few of these in maybe on some of these letters. Uh, remember the legacy of past Hufflepuffs like Nymphadora Tonks. Okay. Fair enough. That's for R. I think I think that one's all right. E. Embrace your house colors. Yellow is a strong look. Which okay. I think is cute, except for the fact that I've been super confused this whole time because the... Did you notice that the Hufflepuff book for the journal thing is black? I don't think I've seen... I don't think I've seen the Hufflepuff one. I know the outer case is always black. No, it's... it's uh You get a red one for Gryffindor, you get a blue one for ravenclaw but like for whatever reason instead of yellow they've made the hufflepuff one black that doesn't seem right because we saw the gryffindor one it has that outer case with like the pin in it and then you open the case and there's a yes that is yeah no yes you're sorry you're you're totally right yes that is always black but no the the binding the actual cover and back cover of the book if you are hufflepuff for some reason is black oh that's strange yeah it's black and gold, uh, which, you know, it's it's certainly a strong look, but uh, it's weird that the other ones all got their... Pr- I don't know why did they, like, not have any yellow paper at the yellow cardstock at the at the printing press? That's a weird one. Um, huh. uh, moving on, we have B. Be inspired by fellow Hufflepuffs, such as Cedric. Hmm. E. Emulate your house founder. They value diversity. Now, I like this one, but I'm just thinking, what do the Slytherins ones say? Like, is there a Slytherin one that's like, emulate your house founder, uh, do fucking racism. Why not? Yeah, speak out against uh, forced diversity in media. <laughs> uh, C, chase your dreams no matter how small. And see, now, that, now we're getting a little, these are a little, uh, maybe a little fortune cookie. Like, you, you just you just grab these off of the, off of the shelf for this one. Uh channel your inner badger it will serve you well and then always try to be kind even when it's a bad day Mm, very helpful stuff yeah very very wise words from this journal so i i feel like they might have you know some of them are house specific but a few of those are just like be nice which which feels a little I need that. I need the just just like the uh, the the uh, PR specialists. I need I need this to be Harry Potter themed, please, all the way through. Oh yeah, definitely. I think they could have um, maybe uh, reached a little bit deeper into the lore uh, for these. <laughs> maybe just a little bit, you know. 
they could have hired the uh, the wand lore people to 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 give them some ideas, maybe. Absolutely. Um. So I think that'll do it for Harry Potter news, unless you had anything else here. I don't uh, think so. I did look up the book though, because I was so curious, and it is strange. It's that it's that black and gold. Yeah, I mean, it looks very nice. I th- I think the black is a good color for the for this design. It's just I I was like. I had this moment where I where I was reading. I, I like realized that the that the review copy that they got was for Hufflepuff, and I was like, "Wait a minute, where's all the yellow?" Uh, right, it, it was nowhere to be found. Are so. the other ones all pressed with gold as well? Is that why? Yes. Like they couldn't. Oh, yellow! Yeah, yellow and gold. You're right. That might have looked a little funky. Huh. Hmm. hmm. Oh, they could have just. I mean, I guess. I guess this is just. This is asking too much. But like, they could have done like yellow book and then glossy black design that would have looked really nice yeah Uh, i am feeling like they really kind of phoned it in with this one yeah nothing about this from the outside screams hufflepuff to me i guess there's the weird new badger design on it but other than that this looks this looks like a spooky book to me this doesn't look like a hufflepuff book i'm i'm liking these um photos of the inside of the journal though because i was really just i couldn't figure out what they meant by journal and it's that they ask you like questions that you like they, there are little writing prompts under oh, each month which i didn't I did, even notice I, that I, I, like, could, I couldn't figure it out i was like is it just is it is there plain paper in there what makes it a journal but for instance in april it says manage your mischief sorry but you've not been using this book correctly and you shall henceforth be banned from opening it ever again. April Fool. This is the month oh, of jesting damn, and japery. I know. I know. This is the month of j- jesting and japery. And of course, it's Fred and George's birthday. So spend your April celebrating all manner of magical tomfoolery. And then there's a prompt called Ambitions. Tell us a joke or three. Okay. All right. Yeah, okay. That's okay. I will, I will walk back my previous statements. This is at least sort of... I would say that this is the bare minimum of journaling. Uh, maybe okay. a little too prompted. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, the other one is like, what moments from the wizarding world really make you laugh? And so what mischief did you manage this month is like the reflections <laughs> part. I, I, I glanced at that one. And I thought it said, what, what mischief did you mortgage this month? Mm, I was like, mm-hmm. mm. <laughs> I'm oh, mortgaging my ju- mischief. Uh, June's reflection is how have you been inspired by Dumbledore this month? Oh, hmm. Interesting. This is, I am having such a interesting time, uh, uh, squaring the book we are currently reading and its portrayal of Dumbledore and the like fandom slash marketing portrayal of him. Now I feel like my third eye has opened a little bit here. I'm feeling like everyone uh, who says that they read these books more than once is uh, is liars because I I feel like everyone <laughs> has just forgotten six and seven just like me. Yeah, I, uh, I I I will I will also say that in the April section here, I'm having a real hard time with this. What looks like a t- oh, it's a basic kit. It is the Jinx off basic kit. Is a picture. Uh, I so don't you- know what those words mean. I'm okay. It took me a minute. The first time I was like, that's a weirdly dirty joke for their, their, uh, their journal that they're sending out. But I was thinking like jinx off, like jerk off or something. That's right. Yeah. 
but I realize what it probably means is it's like a contest. Like they're having a jinx. Oh, off. okay. I am the fool. I see. I see. Uh, but, uh, but I was like, Ooh, that's a little, that's a little risque for Fred and George feels like maybe, but, uh, but they're, they're, they're just having a laugh. They're holding the contest. Yeah. All right. Well, Oh, sorry. Did you have uh, another thing here? Nope. That's it. All right. Uh, in that case, I think it's high time we dove into our reading for the week. Yeah, let's do it. We read chapter five, which is called An Excess of Phlegm. Uh, this is a dense chapter, so I'm going to try to really? just go briefly yeah. over kind of the stuff that happens at least, mm-hmm. but it's a very conversational, so uh, it's definitely not going to dive into a lot of the details. Um, we are getting back to it, and Harry and Dumbledore are arriving at the burrow. They are knocking on the front door, uh, and it's really late, and, and Molly is surprised to see them, um, and... Uh, and everyone else is asleep. Um, Tonks is also there, and she's not looking. She's not looking too good. Uh, she looks like she's maybe been crying, um, and has been ta- and has been hanging out with with Molly that evening. But leaves after Harry arrives. Uh, Dumbledore leaves as well. Um, Mrs. Weasley g- gives Harry uh, some soup for dinner, and they kind of hang out uh, while Harry is eating. Uh, and we find some kind of information. Uh, out as Molly and Harry are talking because she asks about Harry's task with Slughorn and then also kind of says that um, she had Slughorn as a teacher when she was in school and that like uh, she like Arthur never liked him or something and is a little bit like yeah he's not like the most likable guy he's a little slimy or whatever um, and then she also tells Harry or takes that opportunity to tell Harry about Arthur's promotion and, and is very, very proud of her husband. Um, he's been promoted to some sort of position that that is newly created now that the war is happening, where they're kind of looking for uh, muggle stuff that's been messed with um, as it might relate to like Death Eater activity. Uh, we get kind of a general impression that there's just kind of a uh, like like things have changed. There's like a, a shift in um, the atmosphere of the wizarding world. There's kind of an air of paranoia. The most like kind of concrete way that we find that out um, is that people really are in danger. And and Molly Weasley is kind of watching her clock that says uh, you know where people are. But this time everyone is stuck at being in mortal peril. Um, uh, Arthur does arrive after a long day of work, and we find a little bit more out about his new job, um, uh, and and we just kind of get a general impression of how how that like their home life is going now that things have changed, and Fred and George are out of the house. Um, Molly is is concerned that uh, one of the like cursed artifacts or something could have been something Fred and George did because it sounds like a prank, but Arthur kind of has steadfast believes that they uh, wouldn't do something inappropriate in these challenging times they're living in. Um, Harry goes to sleep uh, and he's staying in Fred and George's room uh, since they're staying at their joke shop. Um, He gets woken up the next day by Hermione and Ron uh, and Harry kind of tells them about how he had to help Dumbledore recruit Slughorn, uh, and they all kind of assume that he's going to be the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. Uh, they seem like they're avoiding asking him about something, um, but for the most part, Harry is a lot more uh, kind of chill uh, this summer than he was in, in like, book five. Um, Ginny then shows up um, 
and she's she's saying hello, but she's also complain complaining about someone. Uh, she's she's really mad about about someone in the house that we then find out uh, is is Fleur uh, from from book four, um, who shows up uh, to kind of announce her presence, and she's bringing Harry. Uh, some breakfast that Molly made, and Molly is there and annoyed, and and we're realizing that uh, people don't seem to to really enjoy her presence very much, but she's kind of um, uh, oblivious to it or or doesn't care very much. Um, the uh, Hermione, Ron, and Harry talk a little bit about Tonks as well because Ginny thinks that Molly Weasley is trying to set up Bill with Tonks so that Bill doesn't marry Fleur. Um, and, and we find out that Tonks isn't doing well because she's up, she feels responsible for Sirius dying. Uh, Molly calls Jenny to help with lunch. So it's just uh, Harry, Hermione and Ron hanging out. Um, we have kind of an information roundup where we find out the joke shop is going really well. Uh, Percy isn't talking to his family still, um, but uh, it's it's probably because he's found out that he was wrong about Voldemort and is embarrassed. Um, Harry tells Hermione and Ron about the private lessons he'll be having with Dumbledore, and he also kind of just, he finally gets around to telling them about the prophecy, uh, but they're going to stand by him, and he is heartened by that. Um, they go down to lunch, um, and they are realizing that their OWL results are coming. Uh, Hermione has... Uh, she panics. She's so upset. She's so worried. She's convinced she's failed everything. Uh, the OWL results arrive, and, and Harry is relieved. He's done pretty much as well as he can expect. He fails history and divination, which he knew, uh, but otherwise did pretty well. Uh, the one thing he's disappointed in is that he got an, um, an E, which is like, I guess a B, um, in uh, potions, and Snape won't let you continue unless you have an outstanding and, and we kind of hear at the end here, Harry is reflecting to himself about how ever since uh, the idea of becoming an Auror came to him, it's kind of all he wanted to do or he assumed he would. So he feels like a certain level of like melancholy over that dream uh, being being gone. That's the end of the chapter. This was a this is a hearty serving of some uh, dialogue this chapter which i'm a big fan of personally i love it when the characters just get to talk to each other for a long time uh and that was basically this whole thing yeah it was it was in some ways a like i said an information roundup like i feel yes. like we just kind of went down the checklist and we're like what's percy up to how's the joke shop doing what's up with tonks like like all of that stuff um but in a way that didn't feel too expository to me. Um, and the characters really kind of carried this chapter um, pretty well. I felt like I was in the Twilight Zone reading this. I <laughs> feel what, like J.K. Rowling hired someone else to write this book for her. <laughs> you can't believe that J.K. Rowling wrote this? Is that what you're... <laughs> yeah, kind of. And like some of her like signature stuff shines through occasionally, but this is I keep I keep saying it, but it is such such a departure in style and yes. like storytelling methods in general that it, yeah. it is I what I like I I said that I feel like I'm in the twilight zone, but I swear to god there there's like 
a, like a joke that happens midway through the chapter. And I, one, was like, I've, I've never read this before in my life, even though I know that I have. Um, and also, like, who wrote this? I, I, I still keep coming back to, like, am I reading fan fiction? And not in a bad way, but just, right, like, right. this is so strange. Yeah, it, um... Like, like there's de- there's always been like like a progress. Like I, I I I think we've noted it's like maybe the like somewhere in at the beginning of book four or five where we were we were like oh this is J.K. Rowling flexing a bit right mm-hmm. um, and that's always been like the most noticeable like shift in the writing is is uh books four and five really doubled down I think on it's difficult to describe like the jk rowling isms i suppose um like her her habit of like telling jokes that that go on maybe like a sentence too long the very Mm -hmm. dry wit from the uh from the omniscient narrator right like 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 there are there's there's stuff that you can point to in in those books and go like oh yeah jk rowling wrote this um and i think if I had like like this is something that I I'm this is a really nascent thought in my head so this this is I'm I'm not describing this very well but I I think if I had to like describe it in a word right now like uh it's it's it, there's always been a a, a, a a slightly irritating sense in these books that J.K. Rowling like is holding her own world building kind of at arm's length. Mm-hmm. and is a little like dismissive of it in a way mm-hmm. uh or or like dismissive of a lot of her own characters or you know uh concepts and stuff and, and will just sort of like you know be flexible with them when she has to because which is isn't inherently a bad thing but it is something that i've i've noticed in in, the, in these books right like it just there's a certain tone to a lot of these early chapters that can feel uh uh pleased with itself as it is warping things around to you know reset the table for the rest of the book to come right um and this one is doing a similar thing you know it, it may be the most extreme way this book is drastically rearranging things to tell the story it wants to tell um you know we've we've discussed like how dumbledore is like a different character harry is behaving a lot differently uh uh but it doesn't feel like a joke this time around or like a uh like a random pivot this feels a lot more like it is invested in this world and its characters and like these characters uh say like happiness and safety right like like i i i i got a sense that what the wizarding world war stuff means for the first time maybe in this in this chapter yeah i i think it's done really well and is a good example of a place where i don't really i mean this has happened a few times in these books where it's like i don't really care how we got here but i like that we are here like the mm-hmm. impression is a good one yeah definitely like all the like the the conversation with molly is really good i like uh i think a lot of it is that, that maybe maybe something that is a first 
in this series. And I don't even mean this in necessarily like a, a, a ne- as a negative critique of the older books, but I never really got the impression outside of like characters who are clearly villains. Characters pretty much always say exactly what they mean in these books. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this has the dialogue in this chapter feels so much more naturalistic and like the way that you know a, a lot closer to like the way real people behave where you know molly is definitely way more agitated and stressed than she is letting on right mm-hmm. uh and and ron th- oh, one of the best things honestly like this is this is such a weird small one to notice but this is I will put one point, I'm putting one exact, this is the first number one point in the Hermione and Ron uh, shipping column here. Sure. Stroke of Genius describing sad Tonks as having mousy brown hair, and then later in the chapter having Ron say, Tonks is all right when she has her hair or when she's not doing stupid stuff with her hair. Right. <laughs> so there's like, just there's like one, we get like one glimpse into Ron's taste, I guess here. Right. Like yeah. I thought that was, I thought that was really clever. I and didn't even catch that because I, because I was, that was my, instead of putting the little tick mark in my Ron Hermione shipping column, I was putting another tick mark in the Ron sex column. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, big, mis- to be clear, big mistake. Yeah, to be, to be, to be clear, Ron is being a shithead there, but it is revealing, right? Like, like it is. Yes. Yes. Uh, you're right. I just, I just mean that my thought about that, oh, like, took over <laughs> any other thought that i had about that moment yeah to be clear not defending ron in this scene but he he we we are he is letting more slip out than he is intending to there maybe right like that there's some good character work going on there yes for sure um, um i think my favorite like little i guess like world but i don't even want to say world building detail but like uh like you said like characters like usually say uh exactly what they mean but i loved the part where um mrs weasley they're talking about the clock being stuck at mortal peril which i think is like cute yeah uh, but but molly just like dropping the but i don't know anyone else who's got a clock like this so i can't check uh <laughs> and then that's it right <laughs> Yeah, I love that. I love that that's not explained. I hope it is never brought up again. I don't. It, it just is a good moment of like, I wonder where I where they got that clock. I wonder if there's any others like that. I don't want to yeah. know. Please don't tell me. Yeah, it, impl- it, it, it it there is an implied story there. Like, did someone make it? Did it like? Is it even? Is it all that reliable? Like, there's so much that is implied by just that one ambiguous line there. Like. Like that is that is the exact opposite of the um oh there's a whole room in the in the government where they keep a million time turners and oops we had to blow them all up right like like it is uh it 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 is the much better path to take with that kind of thing I think yes um but yeah though like like again like the the conversation between Molly and Harry about Slughorn is not like 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 we probably have a clear uh, view of what molly really thinks of him but she is being 
very diplomatic, right? But she will she will sort of uh uh you know lead Harry's opinion just a little bit with like, well, I don't know, he plays favorites a little bit, but like you you know that that's not her strongest opinion of the guy, right? Like I I love that kind of stuff a lot. Uh um Someone they do really do lay into here is Floor, which I found kind of... I, I had the thing you had with that Ron line there where I was just like, why is everyone being so fucking mean to Floor? I like all of that stuff a lot, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's controversial or not. I um I think that this chapter provides such a strong impression of like Weasley family culture and the idea that Fleur, who is so not a Weasley, right? Like because so far the people that we have seen kind kind of like get along with the Weasleys have have pretty much been Harry, right? Like he gets mm-hmm. he gets welcomed into the family, um, and they kind of like make him one of them yeah sort of and to see this other person who is so different um and and i don't i don't even like i mean other like part of it is that she's literally from a different culture right she's she's french or whatever but she's like extremely nothing like the weasleys and to see their reaction to her being there i think is um uh it seems perfect like i I, like i i don't know how to to really really say it but it is such a good snapshot into um how they treat feeling like someone who doesn't belong is in their space yeah i mean it is it is such a um it is such a relatable portrait of like (laughs) like hanging out with someone who has like a a significant other that you hate or whatever for no real rational reason right or like being at a family gathering where someone has a new fiance that everyone dislikes and you're not really sure why because the thing that's really funny about this scene is like what has flora done exactly like we don't because she she is perfectly pleasant and nice and helpful in this scene and and so it's like, did something happen? Is this really like, is this them kind of projecting frustrations with Bill for this onto her? There, there's so much like again, just like implied stuff here that is not really made uh, uh, literal that I that I find super interesting. I mean, I guess the way that I read it is that she is basically breaking their like unspoken family rules right like that that was yeah my impression of it and and i think that that's um like it's a really hard thing to like be concrete about but it's like when harry kind of fits in uh and and doesn't do that because he is more similar in in like like cultural context to the weasleys and 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 just knows but fleur shows up and doesn't and doesn't realize that no you don't you don't bring up the breakfast tray to harry like Mo- like molly does mm-hmm. that and and there and it, there is there is that like ki- kind of like visceral feeling of like what like you don't know the rules that are unspoken here and you're breaking them and we don't like you <laughs> right um <laughs> And, and it yeah. sucks, right? Because she hasn't yeah. done anything wrong. 
Yeah, no, and like that, and like that was my first impression reading. I was like, "Oh God, this is so mean! Everyone hates Floor." Uh, and like, but you, but you're right. It I more than it did in Goblet of Fire when the book was sort of mean to her for no reason. This carries a lot more of a family context, I guess that that like makes a lot of sense and feels feels like it fits in. Do we know? Here's here's my thing with this whole situation. Do we know? Does Bill speak French? Or is like is Bill just like a total sleaze bag? Cause she was sixteen, seventeen in the last book, and he was already out of school. Oh we, yeah, what, he's a sleaze bag, definitely. Like we, ha- we had we had the yeah, because like he she was they met while she was still in high school, and then we learn in this that she's still working on her English, right? So like yep. he, hmm, Bill, Bill. I'm not a, I'm not, a, not, not getting such a good picture of Bill Weasley here. Uh, no, and that's that's another kind of like weird flip ways to read it in that like they're trying to set him up with Tonks, which also as an aside had like made me have to realize that Tonks is the age of Harry's parents and like Snape and not of the like age group with the Weasleys. Right, right, that's yeah. The, that's the other thing that I always like mix up because I forget that she's like must be. Uh, like younger, but she's older than Bill, so that also doesn't make sense. Because I was going to say, like, maybe they're trying to set her set him up with Tonks because she's more his age, but that's also not true. Yeah, I, 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 I think, I, I, I think Do they it's... only know like ten people. Are there ten <laughs> people in the Wizarding <laughs> the world? Wizarding world, yeah, yeah, not many single people in the Wizarding world. It's a real, it's a real disaster out there. They don't <laughs> have Tinder. <laughs> they you i i i do love the um the way like there there is it's stupid it's it's dumb but like ron still being completely infatuated with her like magic vila powers is very funny to me um the his like his line about like like her like constantly like like sneaking up on him or whatever is just really fun like it's just this fucking guy like uh ron sucks so much and i i, I sort of th- this is a good purgatory for him like he has he has to live live in constant fear of seeing the the magic hot lady and and <laughs> and making a fool of himself in front of her it's very funny, although I do say that it kind of pokes holes in my reading of this as like a family cultural clash in that it really is just the the women who are mad at Fleur, right? right. Like it isn't it isn't Ron having an irrational like I don't like her because she doesn't know our our family or how things are mm-hmm. done around here. Um because he kind of plays a little bit of a little bit of devil's advocate yeah. for her. Yeah, he does. I mean, it it really like, like the thing that stuck out for me the most on on the re- on this reading was like uh Ginny Ginny it was just like some some like oh, Ginny's the cool girl stuff. Like, oh, I hate this stupid hot Vila lady. Uh, I guess Why Hermione she... also hates her. Yeah. Well, cuz Hermione's cool too. Cuz she's smart and and Fleur is dumb and blonde and uh is is nice and brings people breakfast. I guess breakfast. it does suck. I feel like I I was having a little bit of um uh, you know, I shouldn't fall for this 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 trick um where I read 
something way better into the text than is actually there. <laughs> no, I think I think your re- I think your reading of like the family dynamic is really interesting. I just also think that it- it's both, right? Like it's it's both a it is a better version of what we got in Goblet of Fire, where we at least get like a believable family dynamic supporting everyone being mean to her. But it also is like J.K. Rowling is Ginny here, right? Like. Yeah. Like, uh, like, uh, this fucking, she calls her a cow. Like, that's really, that's really fucking rude. Like, like, that's, 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 uh, Ginny is crossing a line there a little bit. Um, that's, uh, that's, uh, also, Flem, just really not a really good insult for Floor, I don't think. Uh, I I guess it's the same first sound, but other than that, I I would I expect better of Ginny here. Is it be, is it because Flem is or French is a little bit of a throaty language? Like, is that the joke? Y- yeah, I think I think so. And they share the same first syllable, but other than that, it's like it's a flimsy one. Remember when we were last week? We were like an excess of Flem. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah. It almost that that one feels like a just so scene where like ah an excess of phlegm what a great title for a chapter i need to figure out how to make that one work a little bit maybe yeah do you keep having these moments reading this book where you feel like the character voice is really strong but you also don't know who the character is I mean that's that's the thing a lot in this book in 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 general so far like dumbledore is that extremely like i love dumbledore so far but he is not dumbledore right now right like like he is a new character for this book there's a part of it with the the teens that is like i can a little bit explain away as like it's like their 16 year old voice they they seem like believable 16 year olds to me at this point Mm -hmm. they're acting like a little bit more mature i guess but some of the stuff that like harry said and stuff that Hermione said, and Ron, for that matter, I was just like, "Who are these people?" Like, wh- like which ones? I uh, like. I'm sh- trying to think. The one that Harry's, stuck out. Harry and Ron standing up for Fleur. Both of them had lines that were super weird to me. Harry saying, "Fleur's not stupid. She was good enough to enter the Triwizard Tournament." Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a weird. Where is that coming from, Harry? Where is that coming from, Harry? Especially because, like, like he's not wrong, but also from his per- perspective, she lost. Like, she lost in the she 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 did not perform well in the Triwizard Tournament, right? And Harry's a big sports guy. I just feel like, yeah, he, she 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 sucked. She fucking yeah, sucked she it. sucked it up. She sucked it up. Bad BG. Um, the one that stuck out to me was less them being different characters and more like a warning sign, like maybe a klaxon going off in my head with um Hermione uh uh being the the most emotionally intelligent one again for no reason. It's survivor's guilt. Mm-hmm. I know Lupin's tried to talk her round, but she's still really down. She's actually having trouble with her metamorphosing. Yeah. Ooh, good job on that. I would not have managed to say that in one go. Metamorphosing. Mm. Um, yeah, no, she we we have we have her back. She's back, everybody. Look out. Uh uh Swiss Army knife Hermione is here to fit any scene she's she's required for. Yeah, I mean it's you know, you can either have her being the emotionally intelligent uh telling you about a character's thesis or she's the Joker. <laughs> She'll be both. She'll be everything. It'll be great. Um 
So speaking of Hermione, mm-hmm. you mentioned it early on here. Would you like to mm-hmm. go through this this scene with the telescope that you alluded to? So Harry has to tell Hermione and Ron about the prophecy. And that's a big awkward thing to tell people. I I think I think that would be pretty pretty awk, pretty cringe as the yeah. kids say these days. Um, <laughs> oh, the prophecy is cringe. Like, Hermione, Ron, I have something really cringe to tell you, but you're just going to have to stick with me. Um there is an there's an evil dark lord and I have to kill him or he's going to kill me. Um, and so when you have, you know, you're setting up, you're writing that scene and it's like, you know, it's tense, it's cringe. So you have to diffuse the tension a little bit. And the way that JK Rowling did that is by having Hermione fiddling with a, I think it's like a telescope or something, just like a, like a knickknack that's in, um, uh, Fred and George's room. But because, you know, they're jokesters, a cartoon like boxing glove, comes out of the eyeball and punches her in the eye in order to diffuse the tension of the scene. And I thought I was losing my mind when I was reading that. She then goes to Mrs. Weasley, who, like, is trying to heal it, but it's not working. And she's described as looking like half of a panda because she has a big black eye. (laughs) Do you remember that? No, I don't remember any of this. (laughs) This feels like this was like, it feels like the timeline shifted and we got like extra scenes in these books that I don't remember. Did we get the deleted scenes? Did we get the Snyder cut of uh, Half-Blood Prince? <laughs> it's, I, it's honestly, I thought it was a really, it was a, it was a fun goof and it like provided some, like it, it, it did, it did what it was supposed to do, which was distract from the fact that this was just like a recap chapter right um with the characters like expositing at each other Mm -hmm. but it is so funny squaring that because because this is again this feels very screenplay writing like this feels like (laughs) harry and ron are in the frame and then like rack focused kind of out of focus in the background you have hermione poking at this thing and at like the right moment something goes poof and hits her and they like turn around to look at her right like this is this is so cinematic um and it feels like again this just feels like another one of those scenes that she wrote like you know like many scenes in order of the phoenix where it's like oh i know that this is a movie series as well now which is very funny also because i'm pretty sure this is nowhere to be found in the scripts for the movie i don't think anything no. funny happens in the in, in the sixth movie i think from what i remember the sixth movie is about as dour as dour can be and there are no jokes and they put like a green filter over the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, oof. we're we got a ways to go, but that is going to be such an interesting movie to revisit. Um, but it is, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a, a cute little scene. But it, yeah, you're right. I just did not remember this at all, uh, and it really, uh, again, like you say, not in a negative sense, but it does feel like fan fiction, right? Like, like what's what's some what's something fun we can we can come up with. Uh, in the wizarding world that's that's a funny goof because lord knows there aren't actually all that many fun magical items in the story right now right you know when we were reading um those uh harry potter jack skellington fan fictions on the show last week i will never forget that 
Um, the telescope punching part reminded me a little bit of what you were saying when we were reading the one about Snape sweating a lot and we couldn't figure out what was going on until we realized they were writing anime. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes the cinematic visual writing in these books, like, cuts that way too. Not that it's written like anime, but sometimes I'll be like, what is happening? And then I'll realize like, (laughs) oh, this is written like visually it like it takes me a second because it feels a little bit surreal it almost comes off as like a dream sequence Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah no it's you're right it's it is is, there's a sudden shift to like visual like like it's it's similar to that i mean the most extreme case was the first chapter with harry in this book where for the first half of the chapter it is just like describing a camera pan around his room right Mm mm-hmm uh, we get we get a few moments like that where you can almost like you can picture it in your head like oh the, I I am I am a camera in a scene and I am seeing Harry Ron talking and Hermione poking something in the background and I know something's gonna happen right like it's it's a visual gag uh it's it's interesting I'm, I, I'm like I I'm not even like down on it or anything but it is it is just uh it's 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 very it's vivid for sure. Yeah, it, it's just a, it, it can be a little bit disorienting to me, especially in a chapter like this one that is so dialogue and character driven to cut to a, like you said, like a visual gag. It's like uh, a like Looney a, Tunes Yeah, joke. it's very slapstick. I picture like a big cartoon boxing glove coming out of the, the end of a telescope, right? <laughs> it's Yeah, or like that or like um, uh, it's it's like one of those old uh uh uh, our gang jokes or whatever where like someone uh uh puts the like is like looking for something in a tailpipe and then they get like a blast of soot on their face or whatever like it's very it's just really uh it 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 is super slapstick it's it's really uh i think jk had the tv on while she was writing this again we we know we know of we know of a few scenes like that uh the 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 illuminati symbol became the the deathly hallows thing she was watching man who would be king and i think she might have been watching uh little rascals or something when this happened sounds like it or maybe or maybe bugs bunny uh what did you think of the grades scene it's cute it's good i like it um Uh, I don't have a whole lot to say about it because just like it's very it's very cute it's very silly um I I really have more to say about the end here um the the one uh highlighted bit that I have here is during Harry's disappointment about not becoming an Auror when he says it was odd really seeing that had it had been a Death Eater in disguise who had first told Harry he would make a good Auror but somehow the idea had taken hold of him and he really couldn't think of anything else he would like to be that is maybe the least self-aware sentence I've ever read in the English language. It was really odd saying that it had been a Nazi in disguise who had told me I should become a cop. I just, I just can't get the idea out of my head. <laughs> damn. Damn, Harry. You should think about this one a little more, maybe. Harry, Harry, maybe if you're having that thought, you should think about it. <laughs> oh, this undercover Nazi said I would be super good at being a cop. Not gonna process this. Any, not gonna spare that any more brain power. Uh, that one's locked in. That one's in the thought cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is really funny. the one The one that stuck out for me was uh, aside from it just being, um, I, I I thought that Hermione 
getting all flustered over her grades. That was really cute. Like that was a fun scene. And I also liked Ron. There, there was, there was a really sweet moment where, uh, Harry almost a little cynically, like looks over at Ron's grades and notes like no O's there or whatever, (laughs) which, which feels a little like, like he's, he's being a little prideful there, but then Molly sees Ron's grades and it's like, Oh wow. You got, you know, you got seven, like, like that's more than Fred and George. But like, it's sweet seeing Molly so proud of Ron there, uh, for yeah. doing for for doing uh pretty good. Like, I thought that was cute. Um, but the specific detail I zoomed in on, just thinking about our discussions from last week, I know that Harry got a dreadful in history because he passed out and freaked out and they don't do makeup classes or tests Mm -hmm. or whatever yeah but i also feel like you could flunk the entire wizarding world if there was a question on the history test that was were there was there a zombie army 15 years ago yes or no (laughs) i think everyone would probably fail that one uh, yeah, uh, some some short term short term memory <laughs> issues there in the wizarding world, I suppose. <laughs> it is still so funny to me. I still think that like Harry, like history of magic, should just be like the most in- incredible class in the world to Harry, and like boring to the, boring as shit to everyone else. It's so funny to me that he just does not care. He doesn't care about either world he's in. He's like, whatever. I will be a cop. the The undercover bad guy said I should be a cop. That is my. That is. 90% of my thoughts at this point. I I he he made it to being able to say that's a little odd, but that was about as far as far as he got. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. <sighs> what a chapter though. I overall I really really enjoyed this. Uh uh it's a I I've always just enjoyed it when a chapter is 90% winding the characters up and letting them go. And like this is just there's so much dialogue here and so much like like characterization between characters. I, I don't know. I I really enjoyed reading this one. Yeah, it was it was a surprise for me. I think that my biggest question mark uh, overall, like my um, like I, I guess taking this as a whole and a total takeaway, is that I think Harry's character is really weird. I know we talked about um, like how they all kind of feel like different different characters Mm -hmm. um but i and i talked about it a little bit when i talked about harry defending fleur but there was another thing that he said here which was don't you get used to her if she's staying in the same house and every time he says something like that i'm like who are you (laughs) harry what is happening that was someone should like Ginny should have pulled him aside there and reminded him what avila was at that point maybe like like maybe who in harry's life has he lived with that he didn't like that he then got used to (laughs) oh yeah yeah he never got used to dudley he never got used to the dursleys he never Hmm. (laughs) maybe maybe there's some good uh dorm drama that we just don't see in the school chapters maybe maybe seamus or, or neville is really horrible to to live with at first but you get used to them they're great I just I just think that there I keep getting to these sentences that characters will say and you're right on the whole 
I lo- I love this chapter. Like I think the character work is really good, but but I'm having this kind of like conflicting feeling where I'll read a line and think like is this a typo? Did this line <laughs> get attributed to the wrong wrong character in this scene? It is very good character work that is uh building new characters. I think is kind of where I'm at. Like Harry is very measured. That's his new character is he's like very like reasonable and like uh willing to stand up for people and and give them a chance (laughs) yeah i guess yeah yeah which is hey that's that's an improvement but yeah you know it, it, it there is a sense that like uh these are new or you know not completely different but like these are these characters have been like redressed a little bit to sort to like suit a new vision of the story and like this is something that happens naturally over the course of like most long stories i think it is just so it's such a vivid difference here going from like like i wonder i wonder if you know if we had taken a three-year break between the last book and this one would we have even noticed uh you know maybe maybe reading these things back to back month by month we just we get shift we're shifting gears so fast between these um you know faster than anyone who is reading the books for the first time would uh maybe that stuff sort of because i guess the thing i'm always thinking of is is do you remember like the the number one thing that everyone always said when the books and movies were coming out was oh it's so great that these books are growing up with the audience right Mm -hmm. and and maybe a lot of this kind of thing just got attributed to that. Like, well, it's it, like I'm older, I'm reading things differently, and I'm not, you know, I when I was, you know, fifteen, thirty, however old I was when when this book came out, I certainly was not thinking about like who is the character of Harry Potter, right? Like that was just not a thought to me. So, so all of this completely went over my head. Now, going from book five to book six, and just immediately like it like feels like you know you're shifting gears uh uh uh, here it's it's a lot different yeah i think that like reading them growing up harry harry potter as a character i i definitely did not give him any thought but almost more than that um i don't think that i paid attention to the fact that he wasn't a character only because he was kind of he was kind of linked from legend of zelda right like right, yes. he was very much like you 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 are there you were going to hogwarts you're a kid you are harry yes you are harry you you say all the incredibly witty 11 year old things you you slay the dread like yeah it is very much a uh, a blank slate sort of self-insert situation for a lot of kids i think yeah yeah and and just being an adult and reading it i'm much I, I just I, my tendency is not to do that anymore and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm more apt to be like okay who is this this character who is apart from me right um and, and and so far he hasn't been one but it seems like he's asserting himself a little bit more in this but in a different way than he did in like book three <laughs> right. where he was a bit more of a character too yeah yeah it's interesting i i'm so curious to see how this book shakes up now especially as I see, our next chapter is is uh, Draco related, and Draco has been such a minor force in these books. I am so curious to see what his version of this like character makeover that we're talking about is. Oh yeah, I mean we know he gets a waiter suit in the he movie. He gets a waiter so. suit. Oh, it's gonna be so good. Um, 
but yeah, like I'm like this is I, I'm I'm ready for Draco 2.0 here. Like like what is what is more characterful Draco going to be in this book compared to you know more characterful Harry and Ron and Hermione etc cetera, etc cetera, and Dumbledore Dumbledore especially Dumbledore is just the the biggest one for me. Just such a different character and, and a really cool character like interesting character now. Um, I real quick before we 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 close this one out uh, a detail I noticed that I thought was really great was when. Harry was telling Ron and Her Hermione about uh, the like private lessons and stuff and like the prophecy. Mm -hmm. There's the part where Ron's like, oh, you never told us that you, uh, you know, you're taking private lessons with Dumbledore. And Harry says like, yeah, he told me in your broom closet last night. <laughs> and like Harry just does not stop to think about how wait a minute what the fuck is going on here with dumbledore like like why did we hide in a fucking spider closet to to talk about this it's it's uh it's a it's a yeah i i like spooky dumbledore here yeah me too i i i hope that it delivers on that i hope yeah. it, i hope it's not just like dropped completely do you I think guess. Do you think maybe this is just something that just occurred to me, but with all of the weird Dumbledore stuff that's happening here, do you think that maybe the intended fake out here is like, is Dumbledore being imperious or something? That is a very good question. Or is he an inferior? Like, because he's got like the dead hand oh uh, that's so much scarier and cooler than anything that's gonna happen in this book Why yeah did you say that to me that's yeah, so cool he's got like the necrotic hand and like there's the the description like like this is such a like you know this is like a total horror movie cliche but like the, the description of him like oh he's got spiders crawling all over him and he like doesn't care or whatever yeah right? it's it's scary yeah yeah like it's just you know that's like the classic zombie thing or whatever like a fly will land on their eye and they won't blink or whatever like that's such a a classic mo monster movie thing but like i i was picking that up it's like oh is this like are these the red herrings like are we supposed to wonder if he's he's an inferior because because we got we got that would make the like front heavy like uh uh description like because like, we got like the, the there's the pamphlet there's dumbledore's very non-committal uh dismissive explanation of them to harry like i kind of wonder if like that was either like an like an, an idea at first or at least like an intended red herring for like the audience to worry about was like oh no is dumbledore like a like a brain controlled zombie or something i definitely don't think so but that is so cool <laughs> Well, I never thought I'd say a zombie thing would be cool. Right. But. Well, cuz cuz this isn't a zombie thing. This is like a cool like oh, it's like a weird lich puppet thing. Oh, mm, you're right. I'm I'm on this like oh, we've invented a way cooler book here. Oops. <laughs> Fuck. Well, do you have anything else or should we take a quick break and then come back with some wizarding world items? I have one more thing for us. Hell yeah. And it is the Amazon Kindle edition. Ooh. Un most underlined line yes, in yes, this chapter. Yes, lay it on me. Uh, this has been underlined 7,251 times. All right. Dumbledore says people find it far easier to forgive others for being wrong 
than being right. Ah, some wise words from our zombie headmaster. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's take a quick break and then we will come back uh, with some missives from thewizardingworld.com. everyone and welcome back uh we are in the midst of a shuffle i would say uh with the wizarding world and the harry potter brand in general um it's been real sad not having pottermore to check up on every week how, how have you been uh have you, have you been holding up without without your favorite website not great i need to find a new a new routine right yeah because it's it's like I don't know, like, 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 I was, I, if I type the letter P into my browser, it just automatically autofills to Pottermore, there were so many good articles, and wizardingworld.com has not really been as, for starters, just not as good a name, uh, uh, uh Pottermore, such a funny, stupid name, rolls off the tongue, uh, and, and, and describes exactly, ooh, mm, I just figured this out, I just realized it gives you more Potter content. I never yes. really thought yes, about it that. Yes, it does. It gives really. you more Potter. How were you hearing it? I was thinking like it like it sounds like kind of a fancy um like a like an English county to me. Like, oh, the Duke of Pottermore is here, sir. Like uh, see, ah, I always heard it as okay, here's more more here's, Harry Potter. Here's more Potter for you. Yeah. Fuck. I okay. can't believe you've had this realization post Pottermore. <laughs> this is Potter no more. I've even made like we like I mean there's an entire other podcast that's Potter less, right? Like like there's that joke has been made in my presence and I've just, it's just it's, I guess it's just kind of washed over me. That's like, fair enough. Yeah, it's I, I've always just read it as like a, oh, it's it's the it's a studious academy, the Pottermore Academy. Mm. Um So so Pottermore is no more. Uh, but wizardingworld.com is sort of, for now, uh, they've still been running features. Um, and the, the, you know, the bummer is that the, uh, the website itself is kind of burying them right now. Like, if you go to wizardingworld.com, it's mostly marketing for Cursed Child and Wizarding World Gold right now. And you have to scroll all the way down past... Wizarding World Gold, past the Cursed Child stuff, past Explore the Story, with this very weird photo of Daniel Radcliffe, <laughs> and past the official Harry Potter fan club thing, past latest news, all the way down to Discover Magical Features. But they are, if you click all new, view all features, they are still running these cute little articles. Oh, thank um, God. And I figured we could, because they've got they've got four here that uh, uh, kind of jumped out to me that are the most recent ones that I think we can kind of poke around in. But I would like to this is, we're we're, do, we're going choose your own adventure style here. Wonderful. Uh, we've got we've got a few options. We have revolting reads, the most nauseating moments from the Harry Potter series. Mm. 
we have arguments from the Harry Potter books that left us feeling frustrated. I do often feel frustrated. We have how the dark mark affected Harry Potter characters. And then finally we have, and this one is very funny being literally right next to that last one, six reasons why it's great to be a Slytherin. Oh, that's wonderful. Those are all new? Those are all brand new, and they just have not put them on the front page. I feel like the Dark Mark one is a wild card because I don't know what it means, but I have to I have to hear some nauseating reads. Because okay. I don't know what that could mean. The most nauseating gross, moments. Gross out time. Gross out time. Uh, I will say that the header for this article is like an HD picture of the CGI troll from the first one, which is nauseating. Uh, troll, it, troll boogers. Ew. That's pretty nauseating. Let's go back to basics. Halloween is a time for... Wait. Halloween is a time for slime, gunge, and all things unpleasant. Oh, good thing that's over. Ah, no more gunge, please. Um, (laughs) Sometimes in the wizarding world, things aren't always so dark and scary. They're just a little bit disgusting. And in this article, we've decided to celebrate the revolting complete with our own, very own, uh, Scourgeify scale. In honor of Halloween treats, the Scourgeify scale has three levels based on the skiving snack boxes created by the Masters of Mayhem, Fred and George Weasley. Wow, they really went for it on this one. Uh, Fainting Fancy is for the lowest level of yuck. Hmm. Uh... To be clear, they are saying that the roofie is the least disgusting thing that Fred and George made. Right, yeah. Uh, nosebleed nougat for flesh-eating slug levels of repellent. Now, you can't do that. You That is not how a scale works. That's mm. like saying threat level orange is for when things feel spicy. Like, those are two, <laughs> those are, those are two descriptors. You can't... That's not helpful. You can't have two two similes as as your uh, 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 ranking system. And then finally, puking pastille for the pass me the slug bucket moments. Mm, I feel like I could guess every single thing on this list. Okay. Although I want- guess you wouldn't you wouldn't put the puking slug moment in the scale if it was going to be on the list, right? Here's my list of grossest things that happen. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely the wand up the nose. That's kind of a gimme because it's there in the picture too. Like that's pretty gross. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say the puking slugs moment when I was compiling this list in my head, but I can't believe it was referenced uh, in uh, in the threat in levels. the scale. That doesn't make sense. Um, I, I think there's also a part where they squeeze. Uh, those like slug things, the booba tubers or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, I think that Harry has to do that for a detention with Snape, and that's pretty gross. I was going to say the rotten food at the death day party is pretty gross. Um, I guess someone could think Aragog is gross. Those are my, li- those are my, li- that's my list. Number one is slug vomit, which is. That's in the scale. <laughs> okay, okay, this is okay, how insane okay. this is. No, this is how insane this is. Here, okay, number one is slug vomit, and on the scale, 
they've put it at puking pastille, which means that it is slug bucket moment. It's slug vomit. So this is, I'm, my brain is already. Wait, 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 wait. So this is like kind of the formation of the scale, right? This is actually like a deep dive into the scale of grossness. Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm having a real hard time. I, 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 I feel like, I feel like I'm not awake. You know, like when mm. you're, when you're not awake and like, you, like there's something right in front of your face and you're just like, not you, like, you're not registering it. That's what I feel like right now. Like I'm missing yeah. something here. Uh, but no, on the Scourgeify scale, slug vomit is slug vomit level of gross. So thank you. I, yep. Wizardingworld.com. The Gryffindors were gathered around Ron, who kept belching large glistening. Sl- okay, that's just a quote from the. Uh, yeah, from we, the- I already read that. Yeah. And who'd blame them? Nothing says Halloween horror more than slug slime mixed with Ron Weasley's vomit. Poor Ron. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what I think. I'm like, oh, I hope Ron doesn't puke during Halloween. Poor Ron was only trying to curse Malfoy for calling her Miney a mudblood. If only the spell hadn't backfired, we would have enjoyed Malfoy vomiting slugs over the cups and trophy room far more than watching Ron suffer. I guess at that, yeah, at that point, I didn't want to see Ron suffer. That's true. <laughs> Number two is Booba Tuber Puss. Uh, hey, I got one. You did get it. Uh, uh, this is on nosebleed nougat level. Of which is number two, which is flesh eating slug. Lo- oh, this is so. This is going to give me an actual aneurysm if I keep trying to refer. So back what? To what the is scale. it saying? It's similar to. So, so this is two on the scale, which is what? Which is nosebleed nougat, which is flesh eating slug level of repellent. Nosebleed nougat, which is the. Make your nose bleed is the same grossness as slugs, which is the same grossness as booba tuber pus. Yes, that's just the transitive property. <laughs> that, that it's science. You can't. We can't argue with this. Uh, on to greenhouse three with Professor Sprout and the ugliest plants Harry had ever seen. Although apparently booba tubers look less like plants than thick giant slugs protruding vertically out of the soil. Delightful. But in our assessment of all things vom-worthy, we're more interested in the boobatuber pus than the plants themselves. Not unlike the pimples uh, the plant goo is a remedy for, Harry and his classmates had to squeeze a thick yellowish-green liquid from the slug-like swellings on the plant and collect it in bottles. It might have been higher on our Scorgify scale if squeezing the plants didn't sound quite so satisfying. Fair enough. Yeah, they want to squeeze those tubes. That makes sense to me. Number three is Harry's boneless arm. No. (laughs) I guess it's kind of gross. I guess it's gross in the movie when they like bend it backwards. And it it goes like. (laughs) Makes like a horrible noise. Yeah. Uh, Scorchify sale. This is fainting fancy, which is only. That's the lowest level of yuck is what they're saying here. Uh, do you remember when all Harry had to worry about was remove his teacher removing the bones in his arm? Those were the days, huh? It makes our own arms feel tingly just thinking about how Harry's was described as a thick, flesh-colored rubber glove. 
Fair enough. Yeah, that is... that's a pretty gnarly description. I yeah. feel like I am a little desensitized to the early books because it's been a it's been a while. Yeah. Uh, number four is stink sap, which is nosebleed nougat tear, which is number two. So two out of three. Sure. Uh, that is the stuff that uh that that nuts out of Neville's plant. His mimbulous mimbletonia causes an almighty scene on the Hogwarts Express. The little gray cactus might have looked harmless, even though it was covered in boils, but it seriously damaged Harry's chances with Cho Chang when Neville activated its defense mechanism. No, it didn't. <laughs> yeah, he, he he did great with her after that. He fucked it up. Not Rent Neville. Harry received a faceful of the disgusting sap. It even got in his mouth. Just as the Ravenclaw heartthrob opened the door of the carriage compartment to say hello. <laughs> Don't worry, Harry. It could have been worse. Wait, could it? Thank you, wizard. Could Paul. it? Could it? Question mark. Uh, next, we have the death day party food. So you got another one. Oh, I am so good. Uh, when we say party food, perhaps your mind fills with images of cocktail sausages on sticks, party rings, homemade chocolate bun sand, a beautiful... Wait, Oh, they're missing a space. I was like, what's a chocolate bun sand? <laughs> but it's buns and, but they didn't put a space between. <laughs> Homemade chocolate bun sand, a beautifully iced birthday cake. Hold your hippogriffs. There ain't no party like a death day party. The food at St. Nicholas de Mimsy Porpington's 500th death anniversary most definitely made it onto this nauseating list. Delights include cakes, burned charcoal black, a great maggoty haggis moldy cheese and a gray cake shaped like a tombstone not much of a spread but the nearly headless nick did have his head almost chopped off on halloween i don't know what that has to do with it specifically but it is true just, just some lore uh next is birdie bots and wow they really f pull the lot out of here birdie bots every flavor beans uh did you have you seen the the zombie skittles have you heard about this thing no, tell me about them. Uh, so like they they just put out a new for Halloween like like limited run of Skittles where most of the bag is normal Skittles, but they say a few of them are quote rotten zombie flavor, and they're like apparently super fucking gross, like 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 really nasty. And it's, it's, I mean, like, it's, it's YouTuber bait, right? Like, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's just for people to, like, post videos of themselves on TikTok trying the, trying the Skittles. But it's, it made me wistful for when I would get the Birdie Bots Every Flavor Beans things as a kid, because those were kind of fun. Yeah, I, you know, more power to all the teens and YouTubers and YouTuber teens out there doing, like, gross-out challenges and stuff. I'm a very, like, sensitive taste-slash-smell person, mm -hmm. so that so keep that far far away from me. Yeah, I don't I, know if I, I could... It's not even, like, I'm not a picky eater or anything like that. It's more like uh, I really like to expect exactly what I'm about to eat. <laughs> yeah, surprises aren't... aren't uh fun with food i don't think generally uh when it comes to the wizarding world confectionery there are quite a few unpleasant choices blood flavored lollipops meant for vampires hey they're for vampires don't knock it uh cockroach clusters and puking pastilles 
And why choose Brady Bots every flavor beans? Let's just think about them for a second. Every flavor, that's every flavor. There's no way raspberry or lemon would make it onto this unpleasant list, but just think about the flavors Dumbledore shared. A vomit-flavored bean? Earwax? What other flavors could be out there? We shudder to think. Wait, I really like this take, and maybe I'm, like, hearing it wrong, but is the take that there are more bad flavors in the world than there are good flavors, like, statistically speaking? Is this person making, like, the bold claim that canonically Birdie Bot's Every Flavor Beans would have to be, like, 99% bad? (laughs) It sounds like, yeah, like, these beans are mostly shit. Uh, You have to be really hunt for a good one. I totally, I'm totally behind this, this new, this hot new theory, which is that, yeah, there's probably more bad flavors in the sum total of all flavors, and there are good ones. Especially because, like, there's no accounting for taste, right? Like, yeah. someone, someone could really like lemon, but someone, to some people who fucking hate lemon, that, that still counts as getting a bad flavor, right? So, so it's a really, it's a shifting number. Hmm. Hmm, I like that. This is new lore from from what a bad product. (laughs) Uh, Next, we have troll bogeys. You called it uh, and it was right in the in the thing in the in the image description. So I'm much more interested in the scale now than I am the content. (laughs) This one is on puking pastille, which means it is number that is is a top level gross troll bogeys. Okay. Uh, at least Harry had the sense to wipe his hand on the troll's own trousers rather than his robes, although not quite enough sense not to hang from the troll's neck in the first place. I am much more grossed out, not by the boogers themselves, but by the act of sticking yes. a wand up the nose. That grosses me out a that, lot. That provi- I, I have had... Like, I have accidentally jammed something up my nose before as a kid. It is, like, that is such a viscerally unpleasant feeling. Uh, right. I, I, that is 100%, that, that's, like, nails on a chalkboard to me, imagining that. It's awful. Uh, next is the Polyjuice Potion, which is nosebleed nougat on the scale, which means it is number two. Uh, we're not saying Polyjuice isn't useful, it helped Harry, Ron, and Hermione on their way to solve many a mystery, but despite its ability to change you into something, someone else for a while, drinking the potion itself sounds less tempting than swigging Skelligro. Fair enough. Uh, I thought Skelligro want- is supposed to be, like, extremely painful. Like, extremely yeah. ter- painful torture potion. Yeah. Not like to it- try to take issue with this little detail, <laughs> but I think I'd rather eat a gross, like, like a, one a shot gross glass thing. of gross potion than... Yeah than being for horrible pain uh i i i have a secret motive here Hmm. i was i wanted us to do this article just so we could get to the last one brains from the department of mysteries (gasps) no way (laughs) that is their number one thing here it's puking pastille level on the scale why it's nasty. They hate it. I didn't even think of it being gross. I mean, I like, yeah, it's like an organ, right? Like, that's kind of icky. Mm-hmm. But it's not really a gross out thing. That's, yeah. That's... What did they write? Is there any tidbits of lore here about the brains? Creepy and revolting. Just the sight of the green tank displaying lazy 
lazily drifting brains has got to be very high up on our Scorchify scale. Add to this the, the, fa the fact that the brains have tentacles. Giant squid, you've got competition. And when Ron summons one, it tries to suffocate him. We think the brains are a nasty Halloween surprise we could definitely live without. I love this because this seems like someone has like a like a unique phobia about like brains mm. and don't realize that it's not everyone. Yeah, like this this is more of a mo this is like a monster to me. This isn't like a gross out thing really. I don't know. Uh I'm trying to think of like is there has cre I'm trying to think of like were there any creepy brains in like I guess, like, maybe if you played Metroid and were scared by Mother Brain as a kid, but that's, again, that's more scary than grody to me, I think. I, I feel like brains are, are so prevalent in, like, cartoons and stuff that I yeah. don't even think that they're gross. Yeah. I'm sure I would be grossed out if I was hold if there was a brain in front of me, right? Or I had to hold yeah. a brain. But yeah, but, like, in a story... I don't know. Yeah, brain like a brain is creepy and maybe like a scary monster, but I, I've never been like, ew, a brain. I don't know. That's interesting. That was not what I was expecting, but I was so delighted when I saw brain from the Department of Mysteries at the bottom of the list. And then they close out, of course, by saying, happy hurl o -ween. Hmm. I would right, also then. like to note that there is no writing credit on this. It just says written by and then there is just a blank space. It's just, it's a mystery. Who's Why must the writers live in the shadows? <laughs> Come forth, Potter Come forth. Writers. Come forth. Please. Let us see you. Let us look upon you. Yes. Uh, we should do one more of these. Do, were you thinking arguments from the Harry Potter books that leave us feeling frustrated or how the dark mark affected characters? I want to know the argument one because I want to know what they mean by frustrated. Like what? Yeah. What, what do they mean by fr arguments that frustrated us? Yeah. Okay. Although the strength of friendship saved our heroes time and time again throughout the Harry Potter series, like the best of us, they clearly couldn't resist the odd argument. Has the strength of friendship saved them at any point so far? We've got two books to go. Book one. Book one, Ron. Yep, that was an extreme friendship is magic moment. For Ron, sure. Ron was prepared to die for his friend that he met three or four months ago. Yes. In, in glorious battle. Uh, Fair enough. But other than that, probably I would say no. For, the, uh, for those saying that friendship was one of the highest values any character could hold in the Harry Potter series, Merlin's pants, our favorite character, still knew how to bicker. From little fallouts to big blowout arguments in Gryffindor Tower, here are some of the choicest fights from the book series and why we found them ever so slightly infuriating. Hmm. Number one, Seamus Finnegan and Harry, Voldemort's return. If only Seamus hadn't read the Daily Prophet like his mother. If only Harry hadn't had such a temper. Unfortunately, fifth year was a trying time for our characters. When Seamus's mom didn't want him to go back to Hogwarts because she believed the Daily Prophet's lies, Harry had faced radio silence from all his friends and family while still struggling to come to terms with Voldemort's recent return. So it's understandable that their emotions ran a little too high when they finally saw each other. Seamus is not a character. Yeah, I think that this scene is like the most dialogue he ever gets. Maybe we'll see more in seven, but it's definitely uh, 
he appeared for this argument. Although Seamus definitely shouldn't have accused Harry of making up the return of Voldemort, Harry really shouldn't have retaliated by insulting Seamus' mom. It was never going to end well. I think he should have. I think yeah. it was good what he said. I think it was. Seamus yeah. was just in the wrong. Seamus sucked. Because it wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't even like a like an out-of-bounds insult. It was just like, yeah, well, your mom shouldn't read the fucking Daily Prophet or something, right? Like, it was... It was I felt fair, I think. I don't know. Maybe I misremember. Yeah. Ginny called Ginny calls Fleur a cow in the chapter we just read, and I'm pretty sure Harry never went that far with Seamus's mom. Like, I, I think he kept I think he kept it relevant to the discussion at least. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Weasley and Hermione Granger read a skeeter. Uh, before realizing that Rita Skeeter and her quill were about as reliable as Peter Pettigrew acting as a secret keeper, that is a dark joke. Uh, <laughs> Mrs. Weasley was a fan of her articles and was outraged on Harry's behalf when she read an article that accused Hermione of playing the field between Harry and Victor Crumb. That was wild. That, I love that moment, honestly. That's one of my favorite, like, just goofy moments from book four, uh, was, was uh molly getting invested in tabloids about her children basically (laughs) as such she treated hermione very coolly by giving her a tiny easter egg of all things how passive aggressive can you get and was only placated when harry told her that he and hermione were never romantically involved why couldn't molly have just asked hermione this one definitely had us rolling her eyes uh and how would that go She's an adult woman. Like, what <laughs> is she sending an owl to a 14 year old girl? Uh, so, hey, are, are you, you dating? dating? Are you dating right now? <laughs> She's not even related to, like, not even her her daughter. Just like, hey, how's your dating life going? <laughs> <laughs> I also like that the, the it is so funny reading anything about Hermione and Rita Skeeter that does not mention the fact that Hermione uh, kidnapped her and put her in a jar for an entire summer. Right. Kind of, I feel like this is small potatoes compared to that, maybe. I would say so. Ron Weasley and Harry Potter, the Triwizard Tournament. Hmm. We get that Ron's anger at Harry being chosen as Hogwarts champion in the Triwizard Tournament was the product of three years of being overshadowed, but after all they had been through together, how could he have ever thought that Harry would willingly put his name in the goblet? Of course, there had to be at least one time that Ron and Harry had a tiff. They were attending boarding school and spent more or less every minute together after all, but it doesn't mean we weren't fuming when Ron wasn't there for Harry when he needed him most, and as readily as Harry was to forgive Ron following the first task, we were a little less willing. Is that the thing you're less willing to forgive Ron for? Is that the is that the the bad thing he does? Yeah, I guess so. The worst thing that Ron Weasley does is misunderstand Harry's intentions one time. <sighs> that was a very frustrating argument they were having, though. Yeah, I like that chapter. That was a good one. Uh, that 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 one felt like that's like good realistic teen argument rather than Ron Ron uh, thinks slavery is good, you know. Uh, it's okay, no one's gonna argue about that, apparently. <laughs> Not in the wizarding world. Ron Weasley and Hermione Granger, Victor Crumb. Ron fell out with Hermione in their fourth year when she attended Yule Ball with Victor Crumb, and it was admittedly pretty annoying. After all, he had attempted to woo Hermione with the infamous line, You're a girl, 
which didn't make her feel too great, and then ruined the night for her anyway when she went with someone who actually wanted to go with her. But what really gets us is that he continued to treat her horribly in the sixth year, when Ginny told him that Hermione <laughs> and Victor probably kissed each other at some point. Ooh, this is it. We're getting some... What? Yeah, this is some lore I don't remember. Honestly, Ron has had his moments, but he was probably... This was probably him at his worst. Jealousy in its ugliest form. Maybe. I guess we'll see. There's a quote here, but I'm not going to read it, because that's we're, we're coming up on that at some point. Uh, I'm going to scroll down here to Percy Weasley and the Weasley family. Voldemort's return. Less of a spat. I don't, I don't really know Percy. <laughs> He's, hmm, is he a character? I don't, I don't know him that well. Is Percy a character right now? This is their most infuriating argument, they say here. Less of a spat and more of a family-wide fallout was Percy turning his back on his parents, brothers, and sister after they choose to believe Harry saw Voldemort's return. He chose to stick with the ministry and call Harry a liar. Although we knew <sighs> Percy was pretty pompous, he was still part of our favorite family, and it was painful to see him treat them the way he did, especially when he sent Ron the letter suggesting that he sever ties with Harry. But the bigger the fallout, the bigger the reunion, and Percy's return to the Weasley fold by joining in the Battle of Hogwarts is a thing to remember. Ah! I don't remember that happening either. It's okay. I will. I will forget by the time we're there. Oh yeah, I will. I will go. Oh right, Percy's here. Of course, there were a few more incidents involving Ron compared to everyone else. But hey, who's counting? As important as friendship was in J.K. <laughs> Rowling's novels, these little fights and fallouts were an unmissable part of them. So we'll have to let it slide, especially since they always sorted it out in the end. Written by blank. No one was not written by anyone appeared from the ether. I believe that. I don't, I kind of take issue with the idea that friendship is very much of a theme in these books. Mm, yeah. Like again, book one, maybe it, it certainly. He's got, he's got friends and they, but it's like there are characters and they have to spend time together. Right. Yeah. And not even necessarily in like a bad way. It's just like, they are friends. They are characters who are together. No, and that's okay. Not like not every book has to be about friendship. Right. Definitely. I just kind of don't know if that's really a theme here. In fact, this chapter we read, this was something that I forgot to mention, um, was like maybe one of the first times and it only served the fact that there had to be exposition, but Harry was like asking them questions about their lives because there was like an like a like question and answer part where he's like what's Percy up to? How are Fred and George doing? Oh yeah, like, that's the first, yeah, that's the first time he's done that recently. Really, he's yeah, he's 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 being engaged with his friends' lives. That's cool. Good job, Harry. You're learning. He's growing. He's he's growing and learning, and so is Pottermore. Well, or I guess WizardingWorld.com. They are certainly growing and learning and changing, and I'm so worried for them because they've really buried this feature segment, and I'm I'm I'm. I'm so worried that they're just going to axe this completely at this point. It feels like it's being sent out to die a little bit, maybe. That's so sad. They even put a place for a writer to be credited. Yeah. It didn't it have is, that before. It just is written by blank. It's so sad. <laughs> oh, Wizarding World writers, if you're listening, shoot us an email. That, uh, Absolutely. Yeah, let us know what it's like working on the feature segment. We love this stuff. 
Um, but yeah, if you, if you, if you leave the very specific feature segment, all the rest of like the news articles on that front page are an ad for Wizarding World Gold, an ad for Cursed Child, an ad for the Dark Forces event in Wizards Unite, uh, and then an ad for the new making of Book of Cursed Child. Hmm. So it's just a bummer. I feel like. Not not to get like too galaxy brain here in the third segment, but like it is a real bummer that they the way that they th- that they seem to think they will keep people engaged with Harry Potter and like the Harry Potter universe is just to keep advertising more rather than like making stuff in that you know what I mean? Like 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 Pottermore has been whittled down to like basically just an an ad page and it's 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 sad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh we're getting a card game. We and are getting Fantastic Beasts 3 in about 5 years. <laughs> yeah, we have so much we that 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 mysterious roadmap into the future from that one article is still stretching out ahead of us and there's so much to discover. Um but for now, we'll have to wait for hopefully that video game and uh that's kind of it huh and i guess fantastic beasts woohoo wahoo (laughs) all right well in that case i think it's probably time for us to wrap this one up what do you say Sounds good. All right. Our theme song is Hot McGonagall by Cheshire Moon. Huge thanks to them, as always. You can check them out on Bandcamp, and you can check us out at, I nearly said, wizardingworld.com slash shriekcast. Now, what? Uh, we really should have scooped up that domain. Ooh. Oh, fuck. Oh, we could have been, we could live like royalty We'd if they came crawling on their knees. We need wizardingworld.com from you, please, shriekcast. But no, you can find us at patreon.com slash streetcast. We have so much content for you there. We have our incredible, if I do say so myself, Order of the Phoenix video game playthrough. I am I'm champing at the bit to play more of that. It is so it is it is so baffling, uh, but honestly, really kind of zen to play. I've been having a great time playing that thing. Yeah. Uh and of course we have all our bonus podcast episodes as well. And finally, Liz, what are we going to read next week? We are reading chapter six. It is called Draco's Detour. Um, He looks like he's getting fitted for robes in this illustration, but they're much too big for him. He's, well, I think that's probably all the fabric that they need to cut into a beautiful waiter suit for him. I can only assume that that's true. All right. Well, I am excited to find out where he gets his waiter suit, but don't... Don't do what I I just had a I was sorry I just I I saw <laughs> I tabbed back over to the article about the brains again and I just saw the word brains and I just completely got my wires crossed and I had a hard time saying please read another book please read another book makes ocean roll seem tame but know what you're after if you catch a eye because this hot mama. It's just a cat in disguise.